0: There's a guy who listens to this show every day, and I'm grateful for him. So please keep this in that context. And every single time I talk about the three quarterbacks involved in the battle this summer, he comes at me with, why do you keep saying three when there are four? There are clearly four. And you know what? He's right. And he's getting a whole show to himself today. Good morning. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. But this is Chris Oladokun Day. It just is. And if you don't know who Oladokun is, you're going to. You really are. He's going to be visible. He's going to be discussed way more than he would have been or could have been in an OTAs or mini camp setting. And the reason for that is you will lay eyes on him not just those of us reporters with credentials who are getting into the south side and seeing practice drills. Ola Dokin, the seventh-round pick, and he was a draft pick out of South Dakota State, will have playing time. He'll have his reps on the field in La Trobe, and he'll have his reps in preseason games. There are only three preseason games. You're not going to use your starter probably in one or three, or your projected starter. You've got to find out between the starters that you have or the guys that you think who are in the battle, they've got to split reps with the first-team offense against first-team defenses. And presuming that Mason Rudolph doesn't get traded in that time, that's a lot of splitting that has to happen between Mitch Trubisky, Rudolph, and then ultimately Kenny Pickett. But this is why the football gods made the second halves of preseason games. You will see Oladokun, and you won't just see him turning around and handing the football off. The Steelers insist that they like this player, that if they wanted to just add a camp arm, as it's called, they could have done that any number of ways. They didn't need to invest a draft pick. And it is worth repeating, as I've suggested many times, that Mason won't be here. Even if he enters training camp still with the Steelers, I see a very good chance that he'll get traded at or near the end if everyone else is healthy. You'd be nuts to trade him beforehand, I think, because, you know, what if somebody does go down? Well, in that event, that leaves Oladoken as the number three. And as we've seen in recent years, number three can get onto the field. So there's relevance. and There's also some respectable pedigree. You can begin by looking at the statistics that he put up in the last college football season in leading South Dakota State to within a game of the FCS National Championship game throwing for 3,164 yards, 25 touchdowns against seven interceptions. The way he got there is kind of the way he got here. He started out, uh, he's a Tampa native, playing for USF, South Florida, and then he dropped to Sanford, meaning dropping into the FCS, and then moved on to South Dakota for a better opportunity from the team slash roster standpoint, and he got drafted, and that's kind of a big deal for guys who bounce around like that. So there's pedigree, and there's also persistence. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I had only one conversation with Oladokun through the OTAs, mini camp, rookie camp, all that stuff, and still came away really impressed. Uh, Carried himself very professionally, and also very confidently without sounding, you know, awkward about it, without sounding defiant about it. You know, I, I don't think you're on this field uh, if you don't belong. So that's uh, something I've been telling myself even before I got into the NFL, that I do belong in the NFL and I feel comfortable out here, you know, with all the guys. And I'm just uh, just really excited to keep learning and, and growing as you know a complete player. You see what I mean? There's There's something there. And even though A lot of the questions, if not most of the questions that he'd been asked over those few weeks by reporters had to do with another quarterback in the fold. Most often, Kenny Pickett, because the two of them have become pretty much inseparable. He still handled them as if, yeah, I know my place here. I also know that I'm pretty good at what I do. Now, I don't want to take this too far. I don't want to extrapolate this kid into something that he's not. There's a reason he's a seventh-round pick. There's a reason he almost wasn't drafted at all. There's a reason he played for three different colleges and ended up dropping to FCS. He's not at all mobile. That's going to hurt you on this team, and it's going to hurt you on most teams in the modern NFL. He talks about it openly. He's a straight drop-back passer right out of 10, 15 years ago in the NFL. For that matter, as it relates specifically to Matt Canada and all the motion and everything else that he wants from his quarterbacks, yeah, you know. But I'm going to offer this up one more time because I believe it to be true. The Steelers didn't just burn the pick. I see this depth chart as having always been aimed at leaving training camp, leaving the preseason, with three quarterbacks, not four, because Mason Rudolph, in my eyes, was always going to get traded from the moment they drafted Kenny Pickett. And if and when all four of them get through camp and the preseason and Mason's gone, this is your number three. Did you notice that I'm now counting them all out to four? See how that works? See, I'm properly and duly admonished. When we come back, J1Q, Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Lazaro in Costa Rica. I've got to say this is definitely the first Q we've had from Costa Rica. Lazaro asks, Dan, what have been the reports on Tuzar Skipper. It's so strange this player has not been successful after watching him play in the preseason on his first turn with us. Warm regards from Costa Rica. Warm regards right back from Pittsburgh, PA. Lazaro, great to hear from you. Uh, Tuzar Skipper, the legend that is Tuzar Skipper, is in fact back In the fold this summer, for those of you who don't know that, it really, really flew under the radar. And it sure wouldn't have in 2019, the year that you're referencing. That was when Tuzar had five sacks in four preseason games and looked like the next coming of Greg Lloyd. In fact, he kind of has a Greg Lloyd build. And that is close to the highest compliment You can pay a professional athlete. Tuzar is a hell of a specimen to see him just walking around the locker room. And that, coupled with the performance that we saw, had people going absolutely apoplectic when the Steelers let him get away. Well, he did get away. And ever since then, he hasn't exactly made anyone regret it. He's... Appeared in a total of 10 NFL games between the Giants and the Titans. Two NFL starts. Eight total tackles since he left Pittsburgh. Now, he's back. He's got a great attitude to answer your question, uh, or to begin to answer the question. To talk about you know reports or performance... Lazaro, if you've listened to this show before, and I presume that you have, you'll know that I don't have a whole lot to add when it comes to OTAs and minicamp, but especially for a position like OLB in a 3-4 when they're not allowed to do anything. They're just not. They can't get to the quarterback. They can't make anywhere near the kind of plays that they'll begin being able to make in Latrobe. But without burying the guy... I'll offer a couple of things to at least keep in mind. One is that outside linebacker, and I've been making this point a lot, is the position other than running back that most needs depth. If you believe in Derek Tuska as your main depth, as your number three behind TJ Watt and Alex Sysmith, you're probably in the minority. So there's opportunity anyway. But two, and this one isn't a positive, Skipper's 27 years old. He's not exactly the new bright young guy anymore. He's not someone who's just going to burst onto the scene all over again. Now, knowing Pittsburgh football fans the way I do, if he has a sack in the first preseason game, all of the discussion is going to end up being about him, even more so than the quarterbacks. You watch. But let's... Let's keep things in perspective here. I appreciate the question. Love getting the international ones, just love it. I appreciate everyone listening to this show anywhere that they listen to it. Let's do another one of them tomorrow.